Hello, and welcome to PwC's Tax Reform Readiness podcast series. This podcast is a follow-up discussion to our May 30, 2018 webcast on global company perspectives in a post-tax reform world, focusing on multilateral instruments. The speakers are PwC tax partners Bernard Mowens and Lisette Totfest. Have a listen. So like I said, we just uh, we just finished uh, uh, taping taping a webcast, uh-huh. and uh, we want to talk quickly about MLIs. And mm-hmm. you made the point on the webcast a couple of times that it's important to ha- you know to pay attention to MLIs. And my initial reaction was, well, you know, if you're a U.S. multinational, why do you care? Because the U.S. didn't sign up to the MLI. But right. you and seem I to have a different view. Responded. You have a different view. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Um, so I think U.S. companies, like mm-hmm. global U.S. companies, um, need to think. With respect to Latin America, and that's kind of, you know, my perspective Mm -hmm. that I'm giving is, you know, what's the holding structure for your Latin American groups, right? right? Um, And, you know, my expertise is Mexico. And so if you're holding, if Mexico is held directly out of the U.S., Mm -hmm. at least with respect to Mexico, you're right. (laughs) They don't have to care about it. But but I would say most, you know, of the structures are are definitely, you know, with European holding companies or financing companies. Actually, an interesting fact is the second direct investor into Mexico from a legal structure standpoint, number one is U.S., number two is the Netherlands. Interesting. Interesting, right. Because That's, of the treaty, presumably, right? Uh, well, exactly. you know, you wouldn't, I don't want to say that, but yes, yeah. there's a lot of, um, of Dutch companies owning Mexico. So sure. I think it's what's important about the MLI is precisely because people aren't thinking about it right. in the U.S. And it is very important because we, you know, there are, there are high... Um, local withholding tax rates, right? Ten mm-hmm. percent on dividends. Right. Um, you can have twenty-five, thirty-five percent on royalty and interest. So if you don't have the treaty protection, I mean, it can it can really uh, not be a good thing. Yeah. So so as countries continue to ratify, and the MLI, you know, continues to have a broader impact, this is really important for Mexican companies and and other countries in Latin America. Right, other they, countries in Latin America as well. As I mean, Mexico is not the only one that right. signed it. Again, my you know, being a Mexican partner, I'm I'm primarily focused right now on Mexico. Sure. And, and, you know, another thing to keep in mind with Latin America is, in general, the rule is that the transfer of shares of a, of a Latin American company is subject to tax in Latin America. Mm-hmm. And the exceptions that exist are often under the treaties. So you're, you're in a bind, right? If you do nothing and you wait for the MLI to pass, your, you know, treaty network to get a tax-exempt transaction mm-hmm. may be gone. Right. Um, but at the same time, if you do something before anything happens, people might be asking, why are you focused on this sure. right, when nothing has happened yet? Yeah. So I think the message to U.S. multinationals is, you know, look at your Latin America structure. Um, and, you know, the principal purpose test is a game changer as far as what is required, you know, for, for uh, treaties to be respected for a particular entity. So look at your structure, you know, ask yourself. You know, do you, are you comfortable with the substance? Are you comfortable with the type of substance, right? Because it's not just, it's the principal purpose test. So why are you using, um, why is that particular entity there? And if you're not comfortable, then absolutely you should be talking to yeah. us about it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and particularly then if you th- think more broadly about tax reform and how companies are responding to tax reform, yes. so the extent they are restructuring absolutely. To, to deal with the consequences, the overlay of the MLI as it relates to repatriation mm-hmm. strategies from Latin America and other places into the holding companies become, become very cute. Yes, and I, you know, that is true in that you, you talk, because I've you know, had this conversation with um, you know, several U.S. You know, companies, and 
they're on that path, right? Mm -hmm. But the path around U.S. tax reform and restructuring is a much longer path, and they've got all these variables and modeling to do, and mm -hmm. the end game might be one year out, a year and a half. To, and the problem with the MLI, or not the problem, but what you need to consider, is that it may be effective, it could be effective January 2019. That's right. That's right. And so companies can't wait to figure out what they're going to do globally to deal with the Latin American specific issue around MLI. Yes. Um, and that's the message that it's, you know, it's hard to make, but it, there's also maybe an easier solve, right? An easier yes. fix, because you could potentially do something that gives you a structure that's flexible enough that when you figure out your end game, you can then move it and you're not solely relying on the treaty. Right. But if you don't even look at it and ask the questions, then you know you could end up stuck. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what we're trying to avoid is just for companies to, to go through that thought process. Very good. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like further information about this topic, please email the participants. Their email addresses can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you.